Welcome to the 161st episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. It's Monday, October 16th. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz, Chronicle Assistant Editor Isabel Vanderstoop, and Chronicle Photo Editor Jared Wenzelberger. We're joined in spirit by sponsors Summit Funding and The Roof Doctor. Does anyone have any preambles they'd like to discuss before we talk about everybody's favorite element? Yeah, best of Lewis County is Wednesday. Yep, be there or be square, y'all. Where is it? What time is it? McFiler Shehalos Theater. The social hour is at 5 p.m., but if you are not social, you can show up at 6 just for the awards. Did I get an award? Uh, No, you did not. Well, I'm There's not no going. Best, best podcast category, but I can present you with the trophy that someone mailed to you after one of your rants. No, thank you. Um, Actually, should we tell them? Oh, well, I've already brought it up, though. Yeah, that'd be super weird if you uh, didn't tell us. Yeah, yesterday, Jared and I were at a thrift store, and we found this, like, deformed soccer boy mm-hmm. trophy. Like, it was like a boy, but it was also, like, he had the head of a soccer ball, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and we bought it for you in the sports dump. Oh, the sports dump guys are going to love that. Yeah, we were going to say be so happy. best sports dump. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, so this thing starts at five. Awards start at six? Yep, yep, And yep. if you have been nominated for an award, have you, have you gotten like some kind of an invitation, I would assume? Yeah, I mean, the invitation being that you knew you were a finalist. There was weeks and weeks of voting that went on. I don't know, man. Sometimes oh, they know. They know. Our staff downstairs has let them know. It's an outside the newsroom thing, but Brian Watson and his team, are you, you're going to tell me that Brian Watson's going to drop the ball? Hmm? No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just making sure. Okay. Cool. No shade for Watson. Uh, if you are a nominee, congratulations. You've already done more than most. Um, another preamble, just a quick one. Uh, just have to note for maybe a long-time Chronicle reader, we had some Chronicle canon royalty in the building yesterday. I wonder if any of our listeners are going to know who these people I are. I think someone would... Dan Schreiber, I would say so. Come on. He was yeah, here during maybe. the 2007 flood, if you were here for that. So Dan Schreiber and then Brandon Swanson, my river buddy. We got two other river buddies over here that also did the Shales River. Um... I can assure you Swanson and I cuddled far more on our journey. Yeah, I believe uh, that. 2009. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they just popped in yesterday. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. There was no just the two of us here on a Sunday. Journey. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody knows. Wet. Somebody knows. Somebody out there is going to be like, that son of a bitch driver. <laughs> did you tell him that we did it again last year? Yeah, I did. Cool. I showed him. Yeah. Yep. Told him exactly how it went. What's he like? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, they had been watching the Seahawks game at the Oli Club. Yeah, they might okay. not remember having been here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, that would explain why they just came over and banged on the door on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I thought it was an intruder and where I was going to have to, like, my safety training would have to kick in from that, you know, little seminar we had downstairs. I we was love a good safety meeting. You don't yeah. know how aware of my surroundings I was as I approached that door. When you were... Saying they stopped by, I assumed you meant like they reached out and you guys decided to meet at the Chronicle. I didn't realize no. they have just like happened to drop in while you were here. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, we That's were cool. all really close, like 2008 to 2010, 2007, yeah. all yeah. in there during the flood, as uh, most of the memories and post flood years. For sure. But yeah, it was sense. really weird because Aaron and I had only been in there together for about four minutes and they just happened to come the that time we were so there. That is so wild. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. serendipity. That's great. Serendipitous, uh, my bad. Indeed it was. Any other preambles? That's it for me. All right. Uh, news items. First up, 
Biden announces up to $1 billion for Hydrogen Hub in the Pacific Northwest. Lewis County projects form anchor of huge investment. There's also been a follow-up story today where state and federal officials weigh in on the up to $1 billion for Pacific Northwest Hydrogen Hub. Uh, the hub is a 17-project collection of hydrogen technology creators and users across Washington, Oregon, and Montana, and they are eligible for up to $1 billion for four project phases spanning nine years, blah, 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 blah. Three of those are in Lewis County. Those are the Centralia College Workforce Trading Center, which is set to see at least $4 million if the grant funding goes as planned, Twin Transit, a Chehalis and Centralia-based public transportation authority, which intends to build Washington's first hydrogen fueling station and fuel buses with hydrogen, and USA Fortescue Future Industries, a branch of the Australian mining company Fortescue. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, which has announced plans to build a hydrogen fuel plant on Old Man Transalta's land. Can you say Fortescue with an Australian accent? Fortescue. Nice. Actually, for just um, a one word, that was great. Not bad. This is an oversimplified way of explaining the goal of those Biden dollars. Uh, Joe Biden has promised me a dollar every time I mention his name in this section of the podcast. <laughs> Um, Biden also announced that, uh, there will be a, what a, a 24 by 48 billboard outside the former Transalta center that would, that is just like the sticker you see on gas pumps uh, pointing yes, to yes. it that says I did that. Um, so yes, that'll be fun. Um, anyway. Planes, trains, and ships emit a lot of carbon dioxide from burning fuel. Hydrogen fuel is made with two ingredients, electricity and water. Is that all that goes into it? Sounds poisonous. <laughs> In Washington, we have a mostly <laughs> renewable energy-based power grid because of hydropower, but also wind and solar. So if we, there's also some nuclear in there. I think like 9% of yeah, Washington's true. renewables are nuclear. So if we make hydrogen fuel from an already decarbonized power grid, we can power big fuel-guzzling machines without using fossil fuels and therefore carbon emissions. Did that all make sense? Yeah, I mean, kind of. I'm still not sure. Um, That's just... Look, I'm not a scientist no, or anything. No. It sounds cool that we're That's getting money for projects and shit. That's just the, the main goal of like the funding of this stuff. I just kind of wanted to break down like why they want to do this. I, I don't have any of the, like, this is how it's actually going to work or this is what you should think about it or anything. That's just like, yeah. Summary of what I know to be the end. Yeah. I mean, it all sounds fine. Isabel jumped in on the online um, press conference with Jay Inslee, Patty Murray, a bunch of other folks, and I really enjoyed her lead. I actually heard her ask this question, too, and I enjoyed it. Uh, like a parent with more than one child, Governor Jay Inslee won't say which of Washington's 49 counties are his favorite. Quote, the governor loves all his counties equally, Inslee told the Chronicle in a news conference. I think Inslee probably knows how many counties we have. But I have to say, Lewis County is out of 39. the chute earliest. It's 39. 39. Yeah. I accidentally did. That's a typo. That's my bad. I didn't even realize that I did that. In any case, mm -hmm. Aaron loves nothing more than to point out typos and attack Sean Swope. That's I, in yeah. the paper, though. Ugh, sorry. Mm. I'm sure at least two of our other readers are going to know. You know what? It's not important. Things happen. It's obviously, it's okay, important guys. enough for you to hang, hang the whole okay. thing. It's okay. I hey, thought you, you just... Look what Eric did. Readers. Look what Eric did. No, it's look what Isabel did. <laughs> I wish state um, workers did something so I could call you out on your errors. I, well, you know, if you paid attention <laughs> to the fine work I did, you would know it's error-free. 39 counties. 
Mm-hmm. And also this morning I was in a national briefing with the U.S. Department of Energy, um, and they mentioned Centralia College by name. How many times do you think that's happened? It's in pretty a pretty big deal. A, well. What? Nothing. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was cool. I mean, they were, like, talking about how Centralia College will s- see, like, more than $4 million from the project for training, and that was, like, a list of the community impacts from this funding. Is Stanley Meyer. Have you guys looked into Stanley Meyer? I just Googled old man hydrogen and it's telling me about Stanley Meyer who tried to invent a hydrogen car and was killed. Yeah. Well, during a meeting with two Belgian investors. Interesting. He ran outside saying they poisoned me. Okay. I don't know. Just, you know, just Aaron, this is Aaron's show. We're just here to listen to it. So. It's just worth looking into. I mean, okay. you guys are reporters. No, I mean, people said the same thing on our, our Centralia High School kid that made the hydrogen go-kart. Like, half the comments were, too bad he's going to disappear now. Oh, my gosh. So, there you so go. Make, makes sense. Wait, um, what? Well, it doesn't make sense, but it, old man hydrogen over here. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, you know, hydrogen-powered modes of transportation. Bukota is looking for corpses and pallbearers for casket races. Casket races. We're really just going that from the biggest run. to the smallest, aren't we? <laughs> Bukota the smallest? Casket races are scheduled <laughs> Shut for your mouth. The Chronicle's sponsoring it this year. Saturday, October 21st, as the town's month-long Halloween celebration continues to unfold, the town is hoping to attract a long list of participants for this year's races, which will be held on Main Street in front of Joe's Tavern. Start time will be announced Wednesday and will depend on how many teams sign up. Awards are at five. Check-in and registration starts at noon in the South Room with the Bukota Bukota Community Center. This is being co-hosted by The Chronicle. Go on. No, we're just helping out. We talked about doing a big sponsorship and combined thing, but we're doing more of a just getting in the paper like we would everything else. And, of course, The Chronicle's deadline news team will be there in some form. Oh, I get a deadline with yeah. this team? Mm-hmm. I remember when you were there last year. We were talking about all your running and all your athletic exploits, but mm-hmm. wouldn't do the race. No, you I don't, don't take to bring a casket. The you just got to be there. Deadline news team, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point to note. You do not have to have a casket of your own. They've got, they'll go <laughs> dig somebody up and give you one of theirs. You also <laughs> don't have to have four pallbearers. You can have um, two or yeah. three if you really want. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but you could. Yeah. You'll probably just go in circles if you do that. All right, next item. Housing helps nurture stability for, stability for Lewis County Drug Court participants. After a house in Chehalis for multiple years, after being in a house in Chehalis for multiple years, Lewis County began oh, to explore... I meant to say, that should say after renting. Oh. Uh, they were going to buy one. it at the wrong spot. The county got a $467,000 state grant to buy a house for use by the drug court. Um, they've got plants on the windows and the house in Washington Avenue in Chehalis. The plants hold a special significance. Participants receive one after completing the first phase of the program and are encouraged to treat them just like their recovery, feeding and nurturing them daily, drug court manager Stephanie Miller said. House has space for 12 people in the program's first two phases. As of Thursday, spots were full. That's good. Uh, Participants aren't required to stay in the house, but they provide the... The home provides increased accountability in the program, and this is a good program. I appreciate that, that the county is taking something that is almost universally seen as a really good and successful thing and then building it, reinforcing it, adding yeah. to it, making it even better rather than just being like, well, this thing works really well. Let's yeah. focus on something else. Totally. Yeah. So I think that's cool. The um, 
I think they have found a really good like nexus between um, just the fact that like Eric Eisenberg is fo- focusing on infrastructure and housing for the county broadly, but then it's also like was the grant applicant for this and kind of thinking of like creative ways that housing could benefit the county and the county with a capital C, which is cool. And yeah, I don't, I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about this program. And that's awesome. That's saying something because I hear a lot of bad things about a lot of things. I've heard bad things about the program, but none <laughs> of them were really like based in reality. It was more like a, they see the story and it's an offhand, just like, uh, we're spending too much money. Okay. But no, it's, I agree with you almost universally. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a good program. Uh, next item committed to the process. Chairman clarifies Shahela's tribe stance on proposed dam. Do we have to talk about this? No. I mean, we don't have to. Pass. It's Where's our show. pass button? Yeah, it's, it's your show, Aaron. I just like uh, dams and committees and like, look, until they either start building or definitively say they're not going to build one. Like, just, Isabel, he didn't read been, the story. LCB. This has been going on for a hundred years. He'd know Swope was in it and he'd have something to be upset about. No, I already knew he was in it. I just uh, don't care. No, okay, it's fine. How about Isabel? Why don't you take this one? Yeah, you can talk about it. <laughs> um, Okay. It's not your story, so I'm really being unfairly trying. No, it's okay. I wrote the notes. Um, On Thursday, the Chehalis Tribal Chairman sent a letter to the Lewis County Commissioners that, though the tribe won't say this outright, might possibly be throwing shade at Commissioner Lindsay Pollack for misrepresenting their stance on the PL flood retention facility, which is the dam, Mm -hmm. as many of us know. Um, And basically, at least it is... Sean Swope's opinion that she had misrepresented what they said and that's why they were like, no, this is what we actually mean. So regardless of the intention of the letter, uh, it provided a very clear insight on the tribe's position and probably in a more like outright way than I think probably has ever been reported, which is interesting. Um, And the position is they don't want a dam. At the same time, they're committed to the process that continues to fund the study of the dam, which is also the process that studies the impacts of climate change on salmon runs, aquatic species, restoration, and non-dam alternatives. This is a quote from Dustin Klatouche, the Shalis Tribal Chair. We need to continue to strive for a point where the best solutions are identified, guided by the best science of our time. I think we are all concerned about the science. That is, after all, why we are all part of the Shayla Space and process. It's vital to see what the science says before the decisions are made, which will have permanent effects. And then he said, but we won't continue to be in this process unless those guys pick up the Chronicle and City Hall and replace them with walls around China Creek right now. No, he didn't actually say that last part. That was a... I'm, I'm misrepresenting their stats. Oh, right. <laughs> and it wasn't uh, necessarily Swope. I think maybe he did say it too, but uh, Mitchell talked to Lindsay Pollock as oh, well. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and she said that uh, blah, 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 there was, quote, no way in the universe the tribe would support a dam. And then in her comment to Mitchell said, I took that to mean no means no, but apparently with that letter, no means maybe. Well, I mean, isn't the whole point of the letter to say there's almost, there's, probably no way in the universe we would support a dam, but we want to see, like, yeah, it might still be an alternative that we allow. You know what I mean? Isn't that yeah, kind of what you got out of that? That's what I got out of it. And the, every biennium getting $70 million split between Habitat 
and fish and then also flood mitigation. And that's been uh, the Chehalis Basin strategy. It's right. moving forward. And I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing on my part, but I don't think that they would want to end all of the habitat stuff that's going on when the, the dam is still being studied, mm-hmm. like including their concerns in regards to fish. Yeah. And for the record, floods are bad for fish too. Are they? Yeah. I mean, a lot of <laughs> bad chemicals go into the water yeah, when yeah. the flood yeah. One rise. time my house was too big, and I was like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. It's bad uh, for Aaron. How many, how many years have they been? No, they put them out on, like, fields and stuff. Like, f- lots of fish die in floods. That's a real thing. Um, do they wind up in fields? Yeah. Maybe those lazy fish. Because their house gets big and then it gets really small again and they end up in a field. How many cubic feet per second were barreling through Doty of water Mm -hmm. at like the peak point of the 2007 flood? A lot. Like so much water (laughs) that a fish would not be able to just control where it ends up. Did they like, ask any fish? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I'm sure that's, that's coming up in year 75 of the Shayless Basin Study Project. How many years have they been studying this? Like, I mean, this is, I don't think I'm alone amongst like the I uninformed include, masses. I could have included another um, link to another story that we also had in the Saturday paper, which was, and I'm pulling up the headline so that I don't do it wrong. <laughs> Sorry. We can edit this out, right? Uh, look, I my this is no shade at the Shayless tribe or anybody else working on this project or even the commissioners in this one instance. My point is you've been studying this for so many goddamn decades that right now you could just make a decision and go one way or the other. And by the, by the time you figured out you've screwed it up and made the wrong choice, you could go back and make the other choice again and you would still be further ahead than if you just keep studying it in perpetuity. Okay, but you tell me you haven't been following the process without telling me you haven't been following. Sometimes you just need to take the wrong turn to find out it was the wrong turn, and then turn around and go the right way. Aaron, you literally can't. I don't know. That is how the law works in the state of Washington. It's they have to do a Mm -hmm. SEPA review and a NEPA review. You have to have tribal input. You have to have that, and you have to have the best and most up to date science that guides all of your stuff, and that changes every year. And then on top of that, you have to have the mm, billion or however however many million dollars to fund the building of the dam, which will be yes. And to get that, how do you do that? At some point, at the the end of all this, there is one person that can say yay or nay. Who? Somebody out there. There's always somebody that has the final say in something like this. They could just make a decision. When this cre- when this was created in 2013, Gregoire said you have to have unanimous decision on mm-hmm. every single thing that the Shayla's Basin Board does. Did they so just no, start, there's not just one person. Did they just start talking about it damn 10 years ago? No, of course not. Okay. I mean, obviously, there have been studies on this stuff since the 1930s and before not that. Not dams, but yeah. I mean, not well, on, flood control. Yes. Yeah, flood control. And, but at the same time, that means that this area is the most understood part of Washington. Like, the, the biologically, mm-hmm. it's the most well-understood river basin in all of Washington. And for that very reason, probably, we don't mm-hmm. have a single endangered species of salmon listed on the Chalice River. That is an actual, actually very impressive feat that comes from the fact that people have been paying attention and doing the right work yes. to get stuff done. So to, to look at this project and say, wrap it up, y'all, just get it done, is like completely missing the point that it is 
hugely beneficial throughout the entire process of it start to finish. Otherwise, mm -hmm. the legislature wouldn't be putting millions of dollars into it every year. And I understand that oh, it's frustrating, that. but that doesn't mean <laughs> we're, we are not, damn or no damn, we are not ever going to be a, at a place in this county where we just don't have serious floods. Like, mm -hmm. even if you build a dam, there's still going to be flooding. It's like trying to mitigate the catastrophic levels of this. So yes. this idea that one day there's just going to be an answer and things are going to be over is just wrong. Like, it's just a misconstruction of all of it. We need okay. to dig the hole is what we need to do. <laughs> and then next to the hole, you'll have a nice little picnic area uh -huh. where you can gather with your friends. And that Grill picnic up area, some of that salmon that's still it's, there, it's going to need you need to be ready for all of the elements, uh, especially if it rains. So you can all sit together with your family and eat sandwiches and watch the water pour into the hole. <laughs> you're going to need a roof. You are, and you're going to have to call our friends at the Roof Doctor, a family-owned roofing business since 1959. They offer free estimates. Emergency work, planned out work. They'll re-roof your house, probably even your car if you ask them, your shed. <laughs> I would love a roof doctor roof on my car. That would Slap be so one on dope. there, baby. I got a leak. Uh, you can give them a call at 360-736-0246 or visit them online at theroofdoctor.com. You will get one estimate and you can make a decision right away. <laughs> Anything else on the roof doctor? Uh, no, just a full slate of five-star reviews on Google, but, you know, and, and added bonus, he beat a competitor's offer by a landslide. Is your roof protected against landslides? That's the question that that comment raises for me. I'm not going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else before we go to break? I'm good. I'm sorry for yelling at you, but you started the yelling. I, I stand by my opinion. We're going to break. Hi, this is Jeff and Julie from Fairway Lanes. Jeff and I met Jacek of Summit Funding at our bowling center. So when we fell in love with this community and it was time to relocate, we knew we would be calling Summit Funding. They understand that everyone has a unique situation when buying a home. He had already helped two of our employees get into their own homes. The Summit Funding team exceeded our expectations. It was a seamless experience with great communication from his whole team. Thank you to Summit Funding for making our buying experience special and memorable. All right, we're back from break, and after some more heated debate, we're ready to discuss written debate and Tales from the Takes page. Do you have anything? Uh, not a whole lot. Julie McDonald wrote a second parter about uh, Clarence Piper, who is, I believe, 98 years old and um, was a CB during World War II, and today's was about how he saw the USS Indianapolis deliver parts for the atomic bomb, which is pretty cool. He didn't even realize it until he got back to the States years and wow. years later and read it in the book and was like, oh, that's why it was there. That's cool. And yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, Bill Saron wrote a commentary about, it's kind of like a counter commentary to Commissioner Brummers from last week, which we didn't talk about on here, but it's it's fun to have Bill writing oh, is this in. Public Records Gate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yes. I don't think so I understand Bill's it. Bill's second but... column, though, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Tried to get in as quick as I could. Um, a good take. Uh, I also had a, I enjoyed the, I got a guest commentary submitted. It wasn't submitted by the author. It was submitted by another group, but it was by Steve Ernst. And the headline was time to talk about the forgotten H of salmon recovery. Can, any guesses what the, is it hydrogen? H? Uh, no. Habitat? 
The Northwest has spent billions of dollars on three of the four H's, habitat, hydro, and hatcheries. It's time for federal agencies to build knowledge of the ocean life of salmon and take a long look at the forgotten H, harvest. Oh. Mm. Yeah. It's one of those Fishing? columns that puts the, yeah. uh, it put, uh-huh. it puts the, the walk-off quote in the headline. Yeah. But it was good. I if only it. somebody at some point would talk about the fishermen as it relates they to should. salmon. They <laughs> They talk about them all the time. They never do. <laughs> No, I understand that perspective, though. Like, the, I think it's probably important to note that the reason we want salmon to be alive is so we can eat them. <laughs> that's my yeah, I mean, that's how the sea lions feel. Like, it's a very important cultural resource, and we love salmon. Like, I get it. Delicious resource. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sirens Banger of the Week. We've got two... The first one, just before 8.45 a.m. on October 11, the caller reported he was at a fast food restaurant on Kirkland Road. Do we know which, which one this is? Uh, no, Road? I didn't look it up. Uh, and advised, they're supposed to open at 7 a.m., and they're not open. He reported, quote, this is very unusual, and he thinks some crime might be going on. About 10 minutes later, the caller advised the restaurant had opened, and, quote, everything is fine. They cut him in on the crime, didn't they? Must have. Threw a Big Mac his way, and... There he went. Um, I feel like we should set the stage for this next one a little bit. Oh my gosh. What is that? I also don't know what that is. A verbal dispute was reported in the 1500 block of North National Avenue at 8.25 p.m. on October 12th. The reporting party later reported the subjects were, quote, making out intensely. I have no idea. I have no idea why that one makes me just like fall apart every time. It's, I it's just Google. Partly, it's because there's a there's there's a quote within the quote. It's like he's making out intensely. <laughs> <laughs> They're really getting after it. you. Guys got to come every, see this. Everything's good now. The music wasn't what I thought it was. I just Googled porno music to play oh, uh, during yeah. that. <laughs> wasn't. I just think, like I told you, Aaron, I think there needs to be a romantic novel, a Lewis County-based novel, built solely around this Sirens item. Like, how did they get there? I mean, there's been plenty of movies with the premises (laughs) like this. Um, You could probably rent them from the library if you wanted. I I just realized both Burger King and McDonald's are on Kirkland Road. They're the ones, Um, it's like right across, it's where like Rush Road's starts oh okay i i wasn't even like sure where kirkland road was until taco bell over up. there too no it's on the other side oh okay over by uh ribeye yeah okay that no, makes sense. well yeah the opposite side of ribeye yeah it's where taco it's, bell is yes right yes. but yeah the making out intensely happens yeah. i'm gonna say no no the making out no 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 you're not you're mixing them up we're talking about the guy who called and was like the restaurant's not open oh got you got the hot fighting was i was gonna say burger king is far more erotic than mcdonald's so that was have you seen the mac tonight commercials what's that the mac tonight commercials from mcdonald's back in the day no i don't remember like the moon and he's got a suit on and he's extremely horny i do remember why is burger king more erotic in uh, your opinion. It's not. I was a joke. <laughs> There's also a McDonald's on North National Avenue. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I knew that. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> North National is... Oh, this is up by uh, Gypsy Greens and Los Castaños Taco Truck. Well, oh, man. you know what they're fighting about. Yeah, that really um, made me laugh. All right. People's Champion of the Week. 
We've got a Centralia High School student who won an award for building a hydrogen-powered go-kart. Pedro Picasso, a Centralia High School student, made a hydrogen engine into a go-kart he built from scratch and, through Skills USA, entered it into the fair and the state fair, where he placed first and second, respectively, in welding sculpture. He also placed third in fabrication at the Southwest Washington Fair. Now he's the poster boy for a plan of collaboration between Centralia and Shayla School Districts and Twin Transit for a renewable energy vehicle and infrastructure tech training program. Very cool. Very cool. By far our most uh, read story of the past week, week and a half. Yeah, that got some huge engagement online. And Joe Biden just sent him $500 million. <laughs> um, broadband expansion to 2,300 homes and businesses in Winlock area breaks ground. This is a... This is a people's champion? It's just a... Mm. Kind of sounds like communism. Oh, um, gosh, this again. <laughs> it's a public-private <laughs> partnership. Uh-huh. You'd love it if it put porn in libraries. The, the public's doing a lot <laughs> of heavy lifting. <laughs> is, that what you, is that how you define a public-private partnership? You're like, the public can look at your privates? You're just going to connect <laughs> the paradise with uh, Lewis County and see if you can't make it happen, aren't you? I mean, that's a good point. I remember in like 2000 when Paradise Video was coming to town, everybody's like, this is going to be a ruin of society, and it's existed there for 20 years, and we haven't had a single serial killer. Well, pulling this out of the gutter, I heard Dale Merton talking, and he was very excited <laughs> about the public-private partnership and said it was one of the most successful ones in the state, if not the nation. Uh, so. Yeah, so the story is that they broke ground. I'm, like, always a little, like, cringing at when politicians hold shovels as if they're going is to do the construction. Is it because the mound of dirt was on a rolling platform? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely corny. It is very cringy, but it sounds like this is going to benefit a lot of people in the Winlock area, and so it's some positive news. But more importantly, another nomination for People's Champion of the Week is Packwood resident Cheryl Hall for starting the Packwood Tire Pile. Hell yeah. Oh, why did we even... I mean, I'm sorry, Pedro, but... Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl... Sorry, boy who invented a car. <laughs> <laughs> this lady's got a sorry, pile of Pedro, garbage. obviously. <laughs> we got to vote for Tire Pile. <laughs> Cheryl is um, a member of the Gifford Pincho Trash Force, the volunteers who pick up trash in the woods, and she has more than once been a part of efforts to do like a tire pile with Lewis County. And a lot of the tires that end up there were ones that just got ditched in the forest because people were like, here's where I'll put my trash. And so it's a, it's an environmental and like pro clean up the community and everything kind of effort. And She's a lovely person who does a lot of volunteer work, and so I made sure we shared her tire pile post. Yeah, very good. Very good work, Cheryl. Uh, Facebook comments of the week. We've only got a few on a historical photo of the Tono coal plant. Tono. Is it Tono? Yeah, it's Tono. Tono. Uh, this person says, we used to see their spirits on foggy <laughs> graveyard nights. Sometimes they would ride <laughs> along on the cabs of the truck drivers. If Roy was still with us, he'd tell you and Sid also. It's Kind of sounds like you could just go out there and find Roy. (laughs) Um, And then a different person says, we used to play in and around Tono as kids in the 60s. Dad would drive there to get coal to heat our home. Kind of sounds like theft. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought those both of those comments were like very unhinged. 
I, I, well, I like this next one a lot. On the hydrogen deal, this person says, so if hydrogen is made from water, does that mean they'll be using up all of our water to do this? We have already had a number of droughts. Not sure that this is sustainable. <laughs> Maybe they should throw a dam out there. All the water they could put. There already is a dam out there, isn't there? Yeah, on yeah. the Skookum check. Ah, problem solved, lady. It's old man Transalta's dam if you have to, if you have to know. Yeah. What are we going to do if uh, he finally signs things over and there's just a clause in there that's like, actually, the dam goes to goes to news dump. Speaking of old man Moving Transalta, Lori <laughs> from Transalta came in to, I think she was here for like a sign pro thing, but she introduced herself and came back into the newsroom and was talking about how like she just really likes the podcast and would love to make sure that we can like be involved in stories about Transalta going forward and oh. shout out to Lori. That was a really nice thing to do. And we appreciate old man Transalta. So, so much. And she Especially said we, with Christmas coming. Yes. And yeah, she said, we true. still have our wink, golden wink. ticket, yes. which feels like a Christmas present. Oh, yeah, where is that golden ticket to find that thing? Yeah. Uh, what's in the next edition, which comes out tomorrow? Yeah, we just had a production day today. We've got, uh, let's see, Centralia Police Department's launching its Project Guardian program, which is... Is, uh, is, the, is RoboCop involved in this one? No. It, you know, I heard not. it. I was it's, explaining, I was explaining the, the police trailer to someone, mm -hmm. and uh, she was like, so it just sits there? And I was like, yes. She's like, what if somebody just puts a mask on and throws a tarp over it? And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she didn't even have to think about that. Nope, <laughs> she's already planning. I feel like maybe, maybe she's done some crime. Oh, that is so uh, funny. Th this That's guardian so program is if you're the guardian of someone that has autism or a similar, uh, like on the spectrum type thing, you can give your information to the police in advance to where if they're dealing with you or your child, and they'll know if there's some sort of. Uh, you know, behavior or something that they should be aware of. Yeah, it's a good program. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, Shehala's massage therapist convicted of sexual assault gets 14 years to life in prison. He was the one that had six or seven victims over in Shehala's. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a, he ended up taking a plea deal. So that tells you how serious the charges were. He's willing to take 14 years uh, wow. for a plea deal. Um, let's Two see. life. Two life. Yes, of course. Uh, Centralia City Council denies request to rezone former hotel properties for free market apartments. They wanted to, at the last minute, make it to where it wasn't uh, like, well, what's the, the name for the housing? Affordable. No, no. Um, uh, permanent supportive housing. Right. There we go. And just wanted to rent them out. And the council said, no, it's going to stay like this, which brought to the surface an interesting issue of with the hotels closing, there's less and less lodging tax dollars available, which they use that money to pay for the sports complex. So maybe maybe we need some more hotels. That La Quinta's got to be opening pretty soon, right? It's yeah, open. It it's open. open. It's open. Now okay. open. All right. That'll you help. know where we booked our honeymoon stay? The La Quinta on Harrison? <laughs> yeah, that's really. Nice. Nice. We might end up doing the Lucky Eagle, though. We haven't really decided. but Seems like an easy call. <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah. why you're thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, it's just the drive is all. And gaming, entertainment, buffet, uh, Chevron. <laughs> uh, yeah, lots of stuff. Hell's Bells are going to be doing a, uh, a concert. Um, it's a United Way of Lewis County concert, but it's not until November 17th, but you can buy tickets now. 
Lots of news today. It could not be contained on the front page. Hope Alliance raised $9,359 in one night I saw of that. Bingo. That was great. That's, that's a, a huge cool. amount. That's a for big a haul. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. big haul. That was held at the Moose Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's something that's, I'm sure, near and dear to your heart, Aaron, that there's going to be a new Sons of Union Veterans of the Civil War chapter forming in southwest Washington. You're always, you know, doing your mm-hmm. dressing up as a Union soldier and battling um, on the weekends. Uh, yes, I <laughs> just always... <laughs> I mean, this is, I, there's going to be an unironic uh, opposing side, isn't there? Uh, I don't know if that actually exists. I'm sure it does. I'm sure there's a Sons of the Confederacy, right? I would imagine. I yeah. mean, I think it might have a different like, name, but yeah. If you show up late to the meeting, <laughs> you're forced to be a Confederate for the reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> I was really minimizing them. There is a Sons of Confederate veterans. I, I confirmed that, so. Um, but no, they're not the, I don't, they are not the people that dress up and do reenactments. It's just, I don't know. You can be a charter member though. If you have a relative that fought for the union side. I do. You are also female, so you're out. Oh, really? It's sons. You have your own thing. Go join the Daughters of the American Revolution. (laughs) Yeah, but that's not Daughters of the American Revolution. I have someone who was, I have a relative who was in the Civil War. Not the American Revolution. Those are different wars. There is a Daughters of Union Veterans of the Civil War. We just don't have one, I don't believe, here in Southwest Washington. You could start it. Well, well, (laughs) well. Yeah, my great-great-grandfather. Wow. And he was Union? You're sure about that? Yes. He voted. (laughs) He illegally voted for Abraham Lincoln five times. I know that for a fact. He, like, went from voting station to voting station and faked an identity. Stop the Champion of the week. (laughs) Jefferson Davis would roll over in his grave. That's my Mm -hmm. guy right there. That's my great-grandfather. Jefferson Davis? Great, great. No. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Uh, shall Shall we wrap it up there? That works. All right. We'll talk to you next week.